post. Girl, I gotta get to get to know. Welcome, I'm Joe. And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for Stage Door. We have a fantastic hour for you talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the curtain, giving you the inside info of all that's going on nationally, locally and digitally. Snooping around backstage to bring you the news, the gossip and our pick of the week. And the studio phone is set to ring any second with your ring and requests. Who'll be on the line today, I wonder? <laughs> you can join us and take part in Name That Show, where we ask you to guess the musical from three brief clips of songs. And then there's our quick quiz. Later on in the show, don't miss Out of the Vault, where we share the plot of a show that you might not have heard of. Then make sure you catch our Spotlight interview with Oliver Britton. Okay, and that's all coming your way before midday here on Stage Door, sponsored by Jam Theatre Company Marlowe. Right across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. Ah, so, how was your holiday? My holiday was lovely. How was yours? Yeah, very nice, thank you. All so sad that it's over. I know. Like a whirlwind back into back into life. I know, it's a bit of a shocker, isn't it, really? But listen, you know, was it windy in Crete? Because it, it was, was a little bit windy in Cos. It yeah. was. And I came back here and said to my dad on Easter Day, was it windy here? And he went, no. And then somebody else piped <laughs> up and went, are you kidding? It was so windy. So apparently it's been windy all over Europe. Oh, OK, that's OK then. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, wasn't, then. wasn't just what us. What was the favourite thing? Of the holiday. I think probably the standout thing was the Airbnb hosts inviting us for dinner. So ah. they actually had us up. We had buraki, like traditional Cretan dish. They had an open fire. We had raki. Oh, it was wow. so kind of them. Like the hospitality was incredible. How about you? What was the highlight? Uh, the highlight, I've got a bizarre one for you, was the most incredible meal I've ever eaten <laughs> in the hotel we stayed at. It was like Michelin star kind of like blown out of the water oh, honestly wow. the best thing that Tony and I had ever had so uh, that was nice I like that food is what what stuck in both of our <laughs> minds from we've gone on holiday and we've come back having had a couple of slap up square meals great <laughs> Maybe that's what we needed. <laughs> and from our holidays, I see there's a theme with our music today. There is, my darling, there is. Um, I thought it'd be really fun if we did some kids' movie and theatre themes today oh, in all of our music. Lovely. Uh, it's Easter holidays, it's school holidays, so I thought that'd be really, really fun. Yeah, nice so I hope idea. You don't mind. Yeah, no, 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 I expect yeah. I'm going to not know a few of them, so that'll be jolly. Oh, and just you'll, something you'll I picked up on from last week. Do you remember I was struggling to remember the name of the painter, the famous painter who <gasps> inspired A Sunday in the Park with George? I and I said, it, I said incorrectly who I thought it yeah. was as well. And I, looked I it feel up. so embarrassed. It's George Seurat. A Sunday afternoon on the island of La Grande Jatte, apparently. But it's Georges Seurat as the painter. So I thought, yeah. nice to lay that to rest. 
absolutely. Have you done today's Wordle? I have. <laughs> I feel like this isn't a giveaway because this is a pre-record. This is two days old. So do not adjust your set. Stay with us on Stage Door. <laughs> it was foyer. I thought, how funny, just before we come to record Stage Door, that we've got a theatre-related word in our Wordle. Well, I've just looked it up and uh, no, I haven't done it yet today. But thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can get it in one. I know. That's awesome. da 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 ba ba Name that show. Yeah, so name that show. If you haven't um, tuned into us before, we're going to give you three short clips of a very famous song, and you need to tell us what the show is that it comes from. Now, obviously today uh, we've got a Easter holiday-themed uh, kids version of all of the what we're doing so if you think you know what that intro is it's actually a very iconic intro i must say if you think you know what it is email joe jo at river.radio and let me know what you think it is i can put it on my leaderboard and the person that is most regularly getting these things right is going to get some tickets to a show so here it is again So it's J-O at river.radio, isn't it? That's correct. It's so relaxing, that music, isn't it? It is so nice. It's like a soothing bath after the hectic day I've had. How lovely. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so there's two more clips of different parts of that same song. It's not the song we want. It's the show that it comes from. So it's time for Lifting the Curtain, where we snoop around backstage to bring you some news, some gossip. I know. And I think we both want to start off with the same thing. Oh, yeah. The Olivier's. The Olivier's. (laughs) Woo! I feel like we both need one of those little party poppers. Well, you're pretty good at making sounds, so off you go. (laughs) Uh, So that happened on the 10th of April and uh, very exciting um, results, really, wasn't it? I mean, obviously. Well, Cabaret did incredibly well. Got seven, didn't it? They had seven awards. They had 11 nominations. Um, so that's pretty incredible. The best actor and actress in a musical was for both Jesse Buckley and Eddie Redmayne. And also the supporting roles in a musical, Elliot Levy, who played uh, Hair Shoots, and Liza Sadroy, or Lisa Sadroy, uh, who played Fraulein Schneider. They both won supporting role yeah. in the musical as well. Incredible. Then there was Best Director for Rebecca Frecknell. There was Best Choreographer for Kathleen Marshall. Um, she Actually, what I was going to say is I wanted to make sure that some of these other people who don't normally get mentioned mm. get mentioned. So, oh, nice. Is that okay? So the Best Choreographer was Kathleen Marshall for Anything Goes. The Best Set Design, uh, there's a few here. We've got Tim Haightley, we've got Nick Barnes, Finn Caldwell, and that was for Life of Pi. So some of it is for the set design and some of it is for the puppetry involved in that. So congratulations, you guys. There was also Best Costume Design uh, from Catherine Zuba for Moulin Rouge. Uh, best Lighting Design. These people get forgotten, you see, Roddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andres Goulding and Tim Lutkin for Life of Pi, Best Sound Design, Nick Lidster for Cabaret, Original Score or New Orchestrations. Now, this is interesting. Simon Hale had new orchestrations for the Bob Marley show Get Up and Stand Up at the Lyric, so that's really cool. And um, interestingly, actually, my son made me aware of Liz Carr, Now, she won the Best Actress in a Supporting Role for a play, and it was a disabled role. And in her speech, she um, 
mentioned that she's the first person who's actually disabled giving the chance to play a disabled character. Oh, wow. After all this time. Yeah. Um, and that was for the normal heart at the National. So, yeah, so that's uh, that's my little rundown of the Olivier's. What we, y- did you want to add anything? No, only that I saw so many lovely pictures on Instagram of people going, not all of whom won, but um, in fact, I don't think any of them did. Oh, no, Back to the Future. I had several friends celebrating yes. their ba- wins on Back to the Future. But it was so yeah. nice seeing everyone dressed up to the nines, like, oh, they're on mm. the green carpet. Did you see they did a, a sort of astroturf green carpet? Amazing. I'm not sure about the green carpet. I don't know whether okay. they were trying to make a point about ecology or what, but um, everyone, it, green isn't a particularly warm colour. No, that's true. And also it's very easy to do green screen on, so it won't be long before somebody will be making it look like all of these stars are just swimming down a lava pool or <laughs> about to be eaten by a shark. It was nice to see some of our ex-interviewees on that green carpet as well, yeah. going and performing at the Olivier's and also being up for awards. So that yeah. was really great. Ah, so that yeah. was the Olivier's. Something else jolly that um, has happened in the news uh, mm-hmm. is that I noticed that somebody called Liam McAvoy tweeted to the actor called Michelle, who I sat beside on a Ryanair flight in January and offered to help me with my lines for my Legally Blonde recall. Thank you. I got the job. I'll never forget <laughs> doing a read through with you midair. Help me find Michelle. And he has. His Ooh. tweet got <gasps> reposted. 79,000 times oh, brilliant. and the Michelle he was looking for was a queen in Alice with me so I know Michelle <gasps> Moran she's a fabulous woman and they, she's locked herself out of a Twitter so she didn't see this for days oh, but wow. eventually they managed to find her but isn't that lovely that he managed to thank the person that helped him on a flight oh, that's what's so good about social media sometimes isn't it yeah it's not always brilliant but that's, that's a good example <laughs> and in other gossipy news I wanted to tell you do you remember yeah. we talked about Taryn having had to go off from cock yes is he okay? He, do we know what's... Uh, by all accounts, I haven't heard any more about that. But what I do know from a friend who's in it is that the other day they had 75% of the lead cast were understudies because uh, Joel Harper Jackson's obviously on for Taron Edgerton. Johnny Bailey was off doing press for something. I don't know whether it's public mm. what that was, so I won't say. Jada Nuka was off. Um, she was ill. And Phil Daniels still going strong. So three quarters of the cast were understudies. How extraordinary that you can keep going. I know, but also there's that wonderful hidden talent everywhere yeah everywhere. still there and the and how better to prove the need for producers to invest in understudies and give them the time to rehearse <laughs> than when a show like that that's on till the 4th of June by the way and can keep going has been able to keep well, itself afloat speaking about people having to replace other people very quickly this is what I've got I've got two elements of news this week Ooh. so swing Chris Amara went um, this is for Cabaret uh, went on mid-show with a new track that he hadn't even learnt. Whoa. Okay. He had to learn it during the interval and went on as Cabaret Girl, Lulu. Wow. So how incredible is that? And also Carolyn Maitland stepped into uh, a role with just four hours rehearsal at the Turbine Theatre in But I'm a Cheerleader. Um, and that was the comedic role of Mum and Lloyd. So, you know, these guys are super talented, uh, learning a new track during Interval. Uh, good on you, Chris Amara and Carolyn Maitland learning her, her job in four hours. That's I mean, insane, isn't it? Wow. Just incredible. Good on you guys. Just so talented. And for people who think that this is a walk in a park, <laughs> this <laughs> career, uh, no, it's very, very highly skilled, believe me. 
Absolutely. I did see an article a little while ago about the idea that the show must go on. We slightly need to redress mm-hmm. um, because actually there's something. It is lovely that people pull together and rally through in a crisis. But sometimes there's slightly an expectation in the wages and in the rehearsal time that's oh, given that word, that will yeah. happen come what may. And actually yeah. there comes a point where the stress that it puts on people does need to be recognised and rewarded. So it's lovely that we can give them a verbal nod now and a little bit of a gong and a, a round of applause. Mm-hmm for doing the job but actually increasingly shows that used to have six week rehearsal processes have been cut to four have been cut to three have been cut to two and Mm -hmm. actually that puts a lot of pressure on a crew and a cast Um, at some point the show won't be able to just plough on regardless it'll need it'll need properly resourcing absolutely agree yeah I saw a really lovely review in the papers from the Guardian about the meaning of Zong okay tell me what do you know about Giles Torreira nothing <laughs> Go. That's a surprise because I didn't think you'd say Tell that. Tell me. Um, he was the original Aaron Burr in the UK production of Hamilton. And oh. he's gone on to write a play. And Bristolovic had put it on. Bristol itself, obviously, having a long history of slavery. Sure. Uh, Alauda Equiano, 200 years ago, read the harrowing reports of a massacre on board the slave ship Zong, mm-hmm. where apparently 132 Africans were thrown overboard. And he joined forces with an anti-slavery campaign at Granville Sharp to publicly condemn it. And it set in motion events which led to abolition. Um, And he's made a play about it um, because Alauda's mission has gone beyond the courtroom because he had to buy his own freedom. I mean, this is a person who throughout his life was known as Gustavus Vassar. And he went, he was taken from the Kingdom of Benin, sold to Royal Naval Officer, sold twice more, bought back his freedom. Mm. And so it's about him facing a personal battle to rediscover his past and his true self. So it's a, it, wow. by all accounts, with a five-star review, it's described as lyrical, inventive, masterful. It sounds a really interesting piece of theatre. That's on at the Bristol of Vic till the 7th of May. Oh, wow. That sounds incredible, actually. Well, obviously, in other news, um, they've just announced, I think, in the last few hours that Guys and Dolls is coming to the West End in 2023. Is it? It is. Yeah, You know, I've got mixed reaction about that, if I'm honest. Okay. It's, Go on. Well, I just kind of feel like, you know, we've just had anything goes. Now I've got Guys and Dolls. And uh, Guys and Dolls was on uh, not only a few years ago because I took my parents to see it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I just love to see some new writing given some more, you know, backing really. It's tricky, isn't it? Because you get these really lush sumptuous luxurious remounts um and of course they'll sell you know they'll they'll mm. fill it with names and people who are a bit nervous about what to go and see will go with a name they've heard of and they'll go and see it but actually i was reading earlier this week that the west end has such a it's got its biggest ever queue of shows trying to get in some of which are new oh i know so <laughs> yeah. i feel like i'm in that I queue i mentioned north by northwest last week that's definitely somewhere on the list but there's so much trying to get in do we build more theaters do we build smaller Mm. theatres to try and take some of those shows that aren't getting noticed or aren't getting an extension because they won't fill the bigger houses do we put a filter on how many big companies can operate like I've mentioned before Disney are slightly taking Mm -hmm. over how many theatres they're in tricky yeah or there's there's things like Wicked who uh, don't need many people in their audiences to to make any money because they've you know everything is profit now so it's 
Well, maybe they can go somewhere smaller. Yeah, do you know absolutely. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were in the biggest playhouse. Yeah. Last time I went, very few people. The stalls weren't full. We've got problems in that, like the Adams Family Tour has is finishing early, which is a real shame. That's finishing on April the 30th in Norwich. So if you uh, were in Eastbourne, Oxford, Edinburgh or Aberdeen, you don't get to see oh, it. What? I mean, that's a real shame. So, you know, it's, it's weird stuff going on, really. Now, do you remember a couple of weeks ago we had Jordan Broach that we spoke to? Um, he was starring in Anyone Can Whistle. Well, uh, he did brilliantly in that and is now in uh, Lift, the musical, um, <laughs> coming to uh, the Southwark Playhouse again from the 13th of May to the 18th of June. It's directed by Dean Johnson, who um, actually directed my son in something. It's got Kayleigh McKnight, who we've had here as well, Hubert El Sheik. And, of course, Jordan Broach. There's loads of people in it. It was originally at the Soho Theatre in 2013 um, and now coming to the Southwark Playhouse. So it was new in 2013. This is what we've been talking about, new writing. Um, and it was um, a competition winner, basically. Yes, I thought uh, I'd heard yeah. of it before. Because its poster's great. Have you seen it with all those sort of overlaid um, neon yeah, colours? Yeah, looks really good. And Heba's great. I saw her and everyone's talking about Jamie. She's fantastic. Yes. She is. She is indeed. Um, why don't we have a listen to a song and then we can get on some local news. Good idea. Little more speed, little more rope, little more wind, little more hope. Gotta get this stupid kite to fly. Gotta make sure it doesn't snag, doesn't droop, doesn't drag. Gotta watch out for every little whoops. Less speed, little more tack, less rise, little more slack. Gotta keep my wits about me now. Gotta make sure it doesn't get the best of me till I get it in the air somehow. Millions of little kids do it every day. They make the kite and poof, it's in the sky. Leave it to me to have the one fool kite who likes to see a little kid cry. Less talk, little more skill, less luck, little more will. Gotta face this fella I die. Now that I've seen you chasing moles, climbing trees, digging holes, catching your string on everything passing by, why not fly? Wait a minute. What's it doing? It isn't on the ground It isn't in a tree It's in the air Look at that It's caught the breeze now It's past the trees now With room to spare Oh, what a beautiful sight not such a clumsy guy If I really try I can't really fly a And that's the kite And I'm going to tell you what that's from a bit later. <laughs> you're a tease. And you're listening to Stage Door, sponsored by Jam Theatre Company Marlowe on River Radio. You can listen on our website, river.radio, on our mobile app for Apple and Android, search for River Radio Live. You can tell Alexa, play River Radio, and we're live right here, right now on DAB. Fantastic. So I've got some local theatre. I just want to run a few things by you, if ah, that's yes, all right. Please. 
just going to go nice and quick. Uh, at the Beck Theatre in Hayes uh, this Friday, tomorrow even, it's Craig Revel Hallward, an evening with Craig Revel Hallward um, if you like to dance the night away or listen to his hilarious <laughs> life stories. Who knows? Um, but on Saturday the 23rd, this Saturday, 11 a.m. and 2.30 is Sooty's Magic Show. So that might be a lovely thing to take the kids to, Aww. Beck Theatre in Hayes, Sooty's Magic Show. On Saturday, um, for those in Maidenhead and Norton Farm, 7 p.m. tonight. So this is Thursday night, 7 p.m., National Theatre Live, Henry V. Um, fabulous films that the National Theatre have put out for all of us to enjoy. So that's at Norden Farm. Uh, Reading Rep Theatre has uh, a lovely thing coming up shortly, Midsummer Night's Dream, 11th to May to the 5th of June. Uh, it's adapted and directed by Paul Stacey. So that's going to be nice, and that's Reading Rep Theatre. Uh, this weekend uh, at Windsor Theatre Royal is The Little Mermaid Junior. Um, so if your kids love The Little Mermaid, uh, they can get dressed up, they can take the little toys and go and have fun at Windsor Theatre Royal this weekend. Um, next week is The Wizard of Oz um, at the Kenton Theatre in Henry, um, and that's put on by the Maidenhead Musical Comedy Society. I thought that's quite interesting. Yeah. Maidenhead Musical Comedy Society. Very good. Uh, yeah, and they're putting on The Wizard of Oz. At the Wickham Swan on Sunday, this Sunday, age one plus, for the twirly woos. Um, no idea what that's going to be like, but it's going to be super cute, I'm sure. Uh, at Basingstoke, at the Anvil, May 25th, not far away, really. It's got Jules Holland, May 27th, Go West and Paul Young. I thought I'd mention those because they're all people I enjoy. Um, but on the, <laughs> the 28th of April next week is Soul Sisters, the musical. So you might really enjoy um, yeah, just a deep soul. That would be fantastic. And, you know, there's three amazing singers performing with that. Uh, at the new Victoria Theatre in Woking, this Saturday, it ends the Matthew Bourne's Nutcracker series that they were doing. I saw that at Sadler's Wells and it was absolutely stunning. So if you get a chance this Saturday to catch that before it goes. And straight afterwards, we've got Rock of Ages, the musical. And then from the 2nd of May to the 7th of May is the Chicago UK tour. And it's just been announced that Lee Mead is playing Billy Flynn uh, for that as well. Um, and on the 18th and 19th of May in Woking is Peppa Pig's best day ever. <laughs> there you go. There's my little roundup for you. Hordes and hordes of things to go and see. I've got two final calls. Just ringing the final call bell here in the foyer of the stage door. Yeah. Um, Dirty Corset, which I spotted in the Times, is on at the Pleasance Islington till this Sunday. Mm. Um, it's Restoration Theatre Reimagined, which I really like as an mm. idea. So you've yeah. got a company of flea bitten actors trying and failing to live up to their on stage personas. And it looks like a combination of physical theatre, naughty songs, looks silly, sweaty bawdy about desire freedom and queer love so that's dirty corset <laughs> at the pleasance islington which we've plugged before the pleasance because obviously yeah. it took on quite a lot of the vault shows and then also black love at the kiln theater it's a pains mm -hmm. plow and theater fazodi show it's been on a five-star critically acclaimed national tour that's on wow till the 23rd so you've only got a couple more days to try and catch that um, and it's an explosion of form busting storytelling celebrating and investigating the black experience through music real life stories and imagined worlds described by the Guardian as a beautiful ode to black society and home not to be missed so that is wow. at the Kiln Theatre till the 23rd <laughs> The Taxidermist's Daughter 
is my pick of the week. Have you Ooh. have you been to the Chichester Festival Theatre before? I have. Yes, highly I highly recommend it. It's such a wonderful place, such a community spirited place where originally I think quite a lot of the locals chipped in a hundred quid each to try and found it. Well, Kate Moss, her book, The Taxidermist's Daughter, is on stage there now. You've got until next week to catch it, until the 30th of April. Daniel Evans took over as artistic director there six years ago, and I was reading the article that said he went round to Kate Moss's house, this is the novelist, not the model, and said, (laughs) I want this on stage. And she thought about it, and uh, she said, yeah, go on then, uh, but it'll take a while. And he then approached Rasheen McBrin, who created Clean Break. Now, do you remember we interviewed... Alison Fitzjohn a few months ago now when she was in a clean break show. They're the company for women with lived experience of the criminal justice system. Okay. And given that Kate Moss's story, The Taxidermist's Daughter, is about a young woman who's not been served justice, that was a really neat pairing. Daniel set these two people up. They worked well together. They've created this show. And it sounds really intriguing. Um, Moss's son, Felix, apparently, uh, was helping her create it into a play because, of course, when you're writing a novel, you're responsible for the whole world. Mm. When you're writing a script, you only really need to worry about what people are saying. She was apparently slightly (laughs) over-prescribing. He was like, you're dealing with flesh and blood here. Like, just (laughs) ease off a little bit. Um, But that's The Taxidermist's Daughter at Chichester Festival Theatre. So if you're a fan of the book or you're a fan of Kate Moss or you've not been to the Chichester Festival, Theatre, I highly recommend going and seeing that. That's my pick of the week. Thank you, Roddy. But if you walk the footsteps of a stranger, you'll learn things you never knew, you never knew. Right, that's part two. It is part two. Are you getting it? Have you been able to guess what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, mean, I knew it. I knew it from the first, uh, mm. as you gave a little hint in the opening about the theme for this week's songs. Mm. It already put me in a particular frame of mind. Yeah, and that's also sung by the original um, artist as well from the original recording. Uh, so I wanted to make sure it had that authentic feel, which I really love. Nice. Yeah. So if you think you know what that is, email joe, J-O, at river.radio and And if you get it in your second guess, the the name of the show, uh, you're on my leaderboard and you're in the running for some tickets to a great theatre show. So Joe at River.Radio. Oh, already? What's happening? (laughs) Joe, here we are trying to record stage door. Someone's ringing. I tell you what, I'll get get it it? this time. Hello. Hi, Germ Roddy. Uh, This is Jack. I was wondering, would you be able to play something from Matilda for me, please, for my daughter? She absolutely loves the show, so that would be really great. Thank you so much. We can do that. No problem. What should we play, Joe? Let's do uh, so many great songs of Matilda. When I Grow Up. Let's try that one. Sold. When I grow up I will be tall enough to reach the branches that I need to reach to climb the trees you get to climb when you're grown up and when I grow up I will be smart enough to answer all the questions that you need to know the answers to before you're grown up When I grow up, I will eat sweets every day On the way to work and I will go to bed late every night And I will wake up when the sun comes up And I will watch cartoons until my eyes go squat 
to come including our spotlight interview with Oliver Britton but now it's the quick quiz okay Roddy so remember a few weeks ago I asked you um, how many seats were in certain theatres oh yeah uh, yeah, I'm going to go for that kind of vibe again. What are we going to do? How many doors? <laughs> yeah, how many lose? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, we're going to do, um, I found the official statistics of long-running shows, um, you know, how many performances. Now, oh, yeah. But the, the official statistics um, are from February 2020 because it always, you know, it's about a year out, isn't it? So this is, um, like, for example, okay, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, we Will Rock You. Uh, when that was on 2002, it did 4,659 shows. Wow. Okay, now I'm not asking for the exact number, but I want it to the nearest thousand. Oh, do you? Okay. Okay, I do. So question one is, how many shows has Les Mis performed oh. since 1985? 
Okay. Absolutely no idea. I've got to do eight shows a week times what forty nine fifty weeks of the year times what twenty years, thirty years. Okay, I'll give you a clue. It's between ten thousand and sixteen thousand. Okay. Okay. All right. Question two is the Phantom of the Opera. So how many? Same thing. Uh, since nineteen eighty six, how many performances of Phantom of the Opera in the West End? <laughs> yep. Once again, between 10,000 and 16,000. Blood Brothers. Okay, there's, there's one for you. Uh, that's been going on and on and on since 1988. Okay, how many performances? Including on tour? Uh, no, this is apparently just West End. Just West End. Before, yeah, yeah it finally got kicked out because okay. Bill Kenwright had kept it going for as long as possible because when it left, he had to refurbish the theatre. Uh-huh. And uh, let's say that's between 8,000 and 14,000. Okay. Okay. Um, Disney's Lion King since 1999. What do we think? Gosh, that's Roughly. a lot. Yeah, I've got absolutely yeah. no idea. Yeah. And finally, uh, Billy Elliot uh, since 2005. Oh. <laughs> I like Say that Billy Elliot. Fondly. I'm going to tell you it's under 10,000. Okay, okay. For that one. So there you go. I'm looking for the number to the nearest thousand of performances of Les Mis since 1985, Phantom of the Opera since 1986, Blood Brothers since 1988, uh, Lion King 1999, and Billy Elliot from 2005. Now, All right. I need some help here. Roddy, R-O-D-D-Y at River.Radio. <laughs> I mean, you really do. <laughs> not just with the quiz, actually. But no, no, speaking specifically <laughs> about this week's quick quiz. And now, Joe, do you remember I bargained with you that if anyone emailed in and helped me after the event last time, that I could yes. take their support? And That's Now, somebody called Louise emailed me. And it actually, okay. I won't name and shame. I did, well, I've named, but uh, that wasn't a correct answer. So I can't have any points for that. But somebody called Eva messaged me and got... Got Harry Potter, got the Harry Potter oh, quote. So can I have sure. can I have an amendment to the official scoreboard, please? Yes, from, you can. Yeah, from three to five. Well done. <laughs> we need a little ding ding. Well yeah. done. All right, but can you get these ones? This is the big question. Almost certainly not. But in the meantime, now I know that the system works. The system called reciprocity, or rather, correcting the scores. <laughs> please email and help me whilst we listen to the happy working song from Enchanted. little working song merry little voices clear and strong come and roll your sleeves up so to speak and pitch in cleaning crud up in the kitchen as we sing along drill a cheery tune in the tub as you scrub a stubborn mildew stain pluck a hairball from the shower drain to that gay refrain of a happy working song we'll keep singing without fail otherwise Scrubbing up the toilet Oh, how we all enjoy Letting loose with a little La-da-dum-dum-dum While we're emptying the vacuum up It's such fun to hum A happy working song A happy working song Oh, how strange a place to be
you've got such a happy working tune to hum. While you're sponging up the soapy scum, we adore each filthy chore that we determine. So friends, even though you're vermin, we're a happy working tune. Singing as we fetch the detergent box for the smelly shirts and the stinky socks. Sing along. If you cannot sing, then hum along. Now, obviously, I've been a bit bit tough on you. This is um, tricky. Trying to, yeah, but, you know, it's quite interesting at the same time and very informative, isn't Well, whilst it? we were talking so, earlier on about how to try and open things up in the West End, famous yeah. theatre practitioner Peter Brook wrote a book called The Empty Space in which he talked about deadly theatre, which is when something's uh-huh. been in a space for so long it's no longer fresh. So, yeah. um, <laughs> with that in mind... <laughs> Is that what we're talking about now? <laughs> All right. So, the first one was Les Mis, uh from 1985. How many performances? And this is up until February 2020, remember? Okay, when the official statistics were taken. So... What was the bracket again? 10,000 to 16,000. I'm going to go high. I reckon it's probably 15 and a half. Okay. It's 14,156. Oh, okay. it's, a lot, it's a lot of shows. <laughs> uh, Phantom of the Opera since 1986. Hang on. So Les Mis was since when? Uh, 85. Ah, so this is a year later. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go four, 14. Very good. You can have that one. Yeah. Because it's 13,877. Well Get done, in. you. Copper okay. That. <laughs> Blood Brothers since 1988. Um, 12,000. Okay. It's a bit much. Uh, 10,013. Okay. Okay. So can't have that one. Uh, Disney's Lion King since 1999. Um, oh, now this has been, this is, this was still on in February 2020, whereas I don't think Blood Brothers was. So it's had a chance to get close to that. I'm going to go 9,000. I'm going to give it to you. Uh, It's 8,506. Come on, within 494, I'll take that. Wow, that's awesome. And finally, the one I asked was Billy Elliot since 2005. And I did say it was under 10, didn't I? Under 10. Uh, In which case, probably 4,000. I think I'll give you that one. Uh, I'm being very generous. It's 4,566. Oh, wow. It's only 66 out. Okay. Oh, three out of five. That was tricky. I reckon that was tricky. It was tricky. It was tricky. But it's also quite tricky thinking up quizzes every single week. (laughs) (laughs) To be perfectly honest. Okay. Well, well done, you. Right now, let's celebrate by by taking ourselves inside a vault, locking the door inside a dark, spooky territory. Right. I get to... I get to play the Rolodex this week, please. Okay. All right. No okay. Worries. And there we go. Right. And Tell me where you get. This is a, why? 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 Hmm. Why? 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 <laughs> <laughs> why for you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Oh. Now, do you did you ever see the Snoopy and Charlie Brown comics? I know the when comics. You were younger? 
I know. Yeah, I know comics, Peanuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, Charles M. Schultz comic strip Peanuts uh, is the basis for all of this. Um, we've got music by Clark Gesner, lyrics by Clark Gesner, and the book by John Gordon. Um, now, in 1967, it was off-Broadway. 1968, it came to the West End. Um, and then in 1971 is the Broadway um, opening of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Now, it's musical comedy, um, as I mentioned, based on the comic strip uh, by Charles M. Schultz. Uh, the whole gang is here. Bossy Lucy is hopelessly in love with piano prodigy Schroeder, who doesn't give her the time of day. Perfectionist Sally is still mocking blanket-toting Linus. I love Linus. Snoopy is in the doghouse, and Blockhead himself, Charlie Brown, is in rare form. Now, their brief vignettes span the months from Valentine's Day to Beethoven Day. Do you know when Beethoven Day is? Uh, 18th of December. 16th. Wow. 16th of December. I w- okay. How did you know that? <laughs> How did you know that? I'm really impressed. Just plucked so, it out of thin air. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Um, so Beethoven Day, um, and the only person who cares about Beethoven Day is Schroeder because Beethoven is, is his hero, and that's uh, his birthday, December 16th. And from wild optimism to utter despair, in this revised version with additional lyrics and music by Andrew Lipper, who's awesome, and dialogue by Michael Mayer. The sweet, joyful innocence of the Peanuts gang is maintained with a fresh playfulness revealed also. And the new script features two new songs, particularly funny dialogue and catchy orchestrations. Now, we heard at the beginning of the hour a song called The Kite, Ah. and that comes from You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Is that why you're being coy about it? Yep. (laughs) It was. Um, They're they're just such beautiful, fun, fun songs. Now, um, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown is a crowd-pleasing classic. It's often favoured by local amateur dramatic societies to do because it's, you know, small cast and simple staging because it's quite uh, cartoon-like in the staging itself. And what we're going to hear now is a song called My Philosophy, and it's by the character Sally, who is played by Christian Chinnerath, who is Broadway legend. Do you know, as I listened to this, putting the show together, when you sent it to me, I went, that voice is, it sounds like the beginning of, I think you're happy. You think you're happy now. While I win submission to feed your own ambition. Is it the begin is it beginning of defying? I hope you're yeah, happy. Right. Now yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that her? Yeah. It is. I'll take I'll take that as a win because it sounded like the beginning of defying gravity. Yeah. Great. She she played Glinda, the original Glinda in Wicked, uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah? That's what you think. What? That's my new philosophy. Oh yeah, that's what you think. Well, why are you telling me? What? Why are you telling me? Why are you telling me? I like it! That's a good philosophy. Why are you telling me? Why are you telling me? Why are you telling me? Great, Sally, but I've got to go practice Chopin's Nocturne in B-flat minor. No! I like it. 
that's your new philosophy, huh? Yes. I mean, no. Just like a busy bee, each new philosophy can fly from tree to tree and keep me moving. When life's a dizzy maze on alternating days, I choose a different phrase. Your new philosophy. does not live by bread alone. Some philosophies are clear. Leave your message at the sound of the tone. Some philosophies begin choose, deciding what goes in it. Some take a lifetime. Mine take a minute. But Sally, anything that takes only a minute can't be very lasting. For instance, Beethoven took over two years to complete his brilliant Ninth Symphony. No! I can't stand it! I Some philosophies aren't for all people. And that's my new philosophy! Right, here's part three that you've carefully picked. That's got to be the giveaway, surely. (laughs) I'm not sure. But anyway, that's the third little clip of our Name That Show. If you think you know what the show is that that song comes from, uh, please email joe, J-O at river.radio and get on my leaderboard. Um, It's not too late to be a star of the day with that show name. Uh, It's such a, a great great show um you're listening to river radio we're online at river.radio on apple android and alexa and you can listen again on our website and we're a podcast on apple and spotify we're broadcasting live on dab and still to come find out if you correctly managed to name that show but now it's our spotlight interview Well, here he is, with a characteristic bushy beard and a ready chuckle. It's Mr. Oliver Britton. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) To kick off, a question I ask everyone. How did you get into acting, please? Very good question. Um, Well... (laughs) By mistake. You look look very forlorn about this. Oh, no. Oh, God. What have I done? (laughs) Don't remind me. Become a lawyer. Become a lawyer. That's what I tell my kids every day. They they don't go to school yet. I'm like, work hard at school, kids. Um, I'm into acting. Well, that's the story my parents tell me is that when I was a kid, um, we were on a night train going somewhere, France. Let's let's go to France. And they were trying to put me to bed and they'd put my head down. Like, okay, time's out. I was like, one, maybe less. And I'd apparently wait a pause, like a comic timing, and turn around and go, and anyway... (laughs) Mother laughed, <laughs> and because mother laughed, I kept fatal. I kept doing it. You see, I realised it was a bit. It was a bit. Um, so yeah. you know, technically, since a very young child, I think even when I was like 
four or five doing like the nativity plays I sort of said this is what I want to do so I knew I wanted yeah. to be an actor from very young you've clearly got a natural knack for clowning and improv where did that come from is it from childhood and from getting a laugh like yeah I think so I think I was the class clown I mean I wasn't really naughty but I definitely like to make the kids laugh and I remember even doing impressions of the teachers was always good as I've got into secondary school a bit more sophisticated it wasn't just <laughs> fart jokes by then there were yeah, still yeah. some fart jokes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then I guess you know Luckily, I felt like I was in a, a good area and encouraged by good elders, parents and teachers. I ended up getting a stagecoach and I did some of the plays. Through all that, you begin to nurture those talents, don't you? So from fart jokes about your teachers to being mm. with one of the most famous actors agencies, Curtis Brown, how mm. did you meet them? Killer fart joke. Uh, no, um, yeah, well, do you know what? I was so lucky because I had been kicking around doing commercials and I'd seen a certain casting director several times and ended up doing a commercial with the same director twice. And it was oh, this yeah. Volkswagen one, which, you know, if you remember my canon, um, <laughs> the, there was the parachute one, um, yeah. you know, Champions League final. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and he said, he was very sweet. He said to me, he said, Ollie, I think you're a very good actor and I think you should be with a better agent and I was like sure how do I and he said do you mind if I talk to the casting director and, and ask her to help you I said of course and literally she was like yeah Ollie love seeing you love to what I'll do send me your showreel and I'll send it around to some agents and that day Liv got back to me from Curtis wow. Brown and I think it's because she'd seen a brief pop up and then seen me and gone he'd fit that so I think it was yeah, funny that yeah. she probably hired me on the basis of a job that I didn't even get. But luckily she's forgotten and I'm still yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but since then, you know, I've I've got a great relationship with them and I've I've done some some nice work. You mentioned the VW parachute ad. Many yeah. people will know you from ads because you are yeah. Mr. Adverts from O2, Jameson, Specsavers, Phillips. Have you ever had any freebies from sets? Yeah. So when I did Jameson's they because this was quite a big campaign it was very sweet they got us all like the 12 year jameson drop oh, with and they engraved our names on the bottle oh lovely i know and i've and i've got that uh, which is very sweet when I did Philips, I got the razor. Although having said that, that's not really a freebie. That was actually payment because unbelievably, <laughs> I still haven't been paid. <laughs> because that job, yeah, it's not all glitz and glamour, kids. Again, yeah, become yeah. Law lawyers, bankers, accountants. <laughs> that was done through Unilad. And Unilad only went and went bust. <gasps> so I didn't get paid. So I'm still oh, no. on a long list of creditors, you know, underneath yeah. like, you know, building merchants and insurance. <laughs> There's, at the bottom is Oliver Britton, £350. <laughs> now the hey car one with you rocking out on top of a multi-story car park how long did that take to film one day in croydon really i wonder where it was yeah and that is still out at the moment unbelievably i mean and yeah people love that advert it is great the only time i've ever you know sort of experienced like being recognized to an advert really is it like i was up north in leeds went to watch the cricket and we went to the casino because you know and then it gets like one or two in the morning and that's the only place open and this fellow went you aren't the fella are you I went, what do you mean he went you are aren't you I went, what? <laughs> Put the advert in the car. I was like, uh, yeah, I guess that's me. I was like, I love that. But it was so funny. Oh, I get messages on Facebook from people telling me how much they like wow. it. I know it's really odd. Like they've had to go and find your name. Yeah, I guess with this, I'm, there's no catchphrase, so I'm still sort of safe no. from that. This, this one fella, I was playing table tennis because I, I played table tennis in a league competitively, <laughs> and when he realised who I was, he went, "Do do the head bit," and I was like, "What do you mean? You know the head bit." And it took so long. He had to watch the advert, find the bit, <laughs> laugh at the bit. Then we paused and I thought we were done. He was like, do the head bit. I was like, what do you mean the thing you've just watched? He's like, yeah. And like, he wanted me to do the bit with the tie. When I do, 
and it just wanted me to do yeah, it. For yeah. him. Incredible. Uh, it was incredible. <laughs> so did they choreograph you or just allow you to let rip? The director of that advert was this very same director who'd helped me get my agent. So it's still nice that he oh, still, lovely. you know, would work with me. Yeah. Originally, the brief was just to lip sync and I couldn't help. There's a line that was something about the president. When I did it, I just did the little salute. And yeah. James, when he messaged me back saying, Ollie, I love what you did. Um, with the salute do more of that and so I just kind yeah. of kept coming up with more dance moves so all the choreo is is me really me just farting around <laughs> even a night out with me you know this we called of... it Ollie Thursday yeah. after you <laughs> have you always loved dancing and moving yes yes I have I think if I'd taken it more seriously maybe when I was younger I might have tried to do musical theatre training but I only ever applied for acting courses because I love to sing and dance I didn't necessarily know if I was good at it but I'm yeah. lucky I've got to do a lot of dancing and things and, and you know singing and stuff what's your ideal job length actually because we had somebody on stage door a few weeks ago who was like oh I didn't want to do more than like 20 shows I get bored but then in some cases people are like I love a long contract yeah well that may have evolved now I've like got a ridiculously expensive mortgage and two kids so I'm like, <laughs> I have to do the same thing for five years and then I you know at least like, we, we can eat <laughs> <laughs> the we bailiffs can, won't we come can Turn the boiler on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids can have some treacle on their gruel. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, I, I think it probably depends on the show. With the immersive stuff, because it is very intense and staying alive, and, and some of them can be very physical, like what we did, I wouldn't want to do that maybe for more than three months, maybe. Fair enough. But then if it was an amazing, like, I mean, I did this musical, Full Monty Musical, we only did it for like a month, so it's hard to say, but I felt like I could have done that for a year. I felt like every day I enjoyed it, every day. I feel like I'll never get bored of doing this show. I feel like, you know, with a play, it's a bit more compact. You yeah. know, you, you run through the story rather than with immersive when you can repeat things over and over again, which gives you that mind rot. <laughs> yeah. Where was the Full Monty? That was at the old joint stock in Birmingham. Oh, nice. So was, yeah, off West End, yeah, which is a lovely kind of Victorian style, big pub, but it's got the theatre at the top. And it's very popular. And in a way, it could be bigger if they could just change it. But it's listed yeah. and all that, because it could only... Oh, uh, right, yeah. About 100 people had a real push. Yeah. But we would sell out every night. If this was a five seats it would also sell out well you made your own work you made the barry wise soho tours tell us about them i was sort of cast on that funny enough off the back of back to the future it was like the idea was there in a very sort of um, natal kind of sense and then we we really grew it and it, it did it was me this guy charles and colin it was it was his idea to have this tour that wasn't a tour the tour guides were actually actors. And we really developed this whole mad story. And we'd walk around Soho, you know, we'd actually do a tour. But the thing was, is you didn't know if what we were saying was bollocks or if it was true. And right at the end, people still didn't really know. And that was half the fun. Because we're on the street, the feral streets of Soho, you know, which is this fertile ground for madness and chaos. And every night was different. I mean, every, every show was different. The people you'd interact with and the things that would happen, you had no control over meant that people really went, it was a different show every night and people just couldn't believe. It. We were the only actors, but they thought other people were because of the interactions <laughs> that would happen. You know, we'd, yeah. have, we'd have someone sending the big issue, they'd see a group and they'd just walk up and find a pause in us. And, and we'd just sort of let them go for a bit. And they'd be like, was, was that part of the show? <laughs> you know, and then afterwards we'd all go to the pub for a drink and they'd be like, oh, you know, when's the, the guy that threw water at you out the window? I'm like, no, no, they're just normal people. Um, <laughs> so it was a mad and, and brilliant job. What's your dream role? I think I love, love comedy. And I, I've always 
wanted to be in a like a comedy TV show, you know, like an office or an Alan Partridge or, you know, and you see those group of actors that pop up and things. And it's the same in the States with certain films. And I feel like we have that. Simon Pegg, Nick Frost type vibe. Oh, then like again with the, you know, the Martin Freeman, just those great British shows, you know, like Green Wing and, and Peep Show. I think being in something like that would, I'd feel unbelievably proud but having said that I, I do feel like I want to do everything I'd, I'd love to be in a West End in a musical I'd, I would love that I'm desperately trying to get into Moulin Rouge oh well you'd be brilliant as the Ziedler as Ziedler yeah you'd be brilliant so for this mad private party job that we did last year I'm not sure if I can probably say who it's for I probably can't but for a, for a very rich man it was his 40th an immersive ensemble were hired and 40 of us flew over to Spain and put on this mad show I took over the hotel. Yeah. And one of the nights was Moulin Rouge and they cast me as Ziedler and I was Ziedler for a night. <laughs> Let's start a petition to get you that part. Ollie, you're a very talented man. You're a brilliant natural comic. So I'm sure lots of good things will come your way. Thank you for talking Thank to you. us today on Stage Door. Thank you for having me, Roddy. My love for you is eternal. Right, time's up. It is. It is Pocahontas. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And the song is Colours of the Wind. um, And that was sung by Judy Kahn, the original singer. Oh, lovely. Well, we'll play you out with that full track. But for this week, that's it from Stage Door, sponsored by Jam Theatre Company Marlowe. Join us both live next Thursday at 11 on River Radio for more from from the the Stage Stage Door. I guess it must be so But still I cannot see If the savage one is me How can there be so much that you don't know You don't know land you land on the earth is just a dead thing you can claim but I know every rock and tree and creature has a life has a spirit has a name you think the only people who are people are the people who look and think like you but if you walk the footsteps of a stranger You'll learn things you never knew, you never knew. Have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? Or ask the grinning bobcat why he grinned? Can you sing with all the voices of the mountain? Can you paint with all the colors of the wind? Can you paint with all the colors of the Yeah.